0: What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Fatty and I got Zayd here with me from the Fade Away Podcast. Before we start today's episode, we just wanted to come on here and say a special message to a special friend of ours, Philip Atir aka Philo. Uh, rest in peace, Philo. He was. Uh, taken away from us last week mm-hmm. gone too soon very young but uh, I mean there's there's no doubt what kind of impact that he had on everybody and he was a longtime fan of us in the show yeah. gave us constant feedback and, and and direction on how to position our episodes and how to up our content so uh, we want to dedicate this episode to Philo and mm-hmm. we love you we miss you and we're thinking of you and yeah. your family
1: condolences to the family prayers for the family and all of his friends you know that were close to him um and right now we're going to have a short video Uh, from Norm Powell very 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 heartwarming video that um, his friend George uh, and friends um, you know made for him uh, you know during his his battle so um, you know watch the video you know think about him smile when you see it and uh, you know rest in peace Philo. Axios. Hey Philo how you doing man it's Norman Powell just want to say thank you for being a fan Uh, coming from you at Disneyland in this bubble Uh, we appreciate your love and support man and we're thinking about you.
0: Welcome back to the Fade Away Podcast, episode number fourteen. Ooh. Is it fourteen?
1: Fourteen. It's fourteen. Good guess. It's Good a guess. Tyler Hero episode. Tyler. Oh, wow. Wow. I, I don't know. I don't know, wow. man.
0: I don't know. This is the week. It's sure it's the week. I'm your host, Fatty. I got my boy Zayd here with me. Zayd, how you doing, man? Good, man. Enjoying some sun
1: today. Yeah, a little uh, glimpse of summer. The summer, uh the the weekend was really, really warm. Nice weather. Perfect chance to, you know enjoy the longer days enjoy the the sunny days um this we is supposed the to be, open in the stew the windows open yeah the birds, air, are, the, the birds are the birds are chirping. chirping um it's supposed to be one of the hottest springs ever th- in toronto history apparently according to blog to that's what i saw look it, it's Who kind knows? of
0: refreshing to hear that because it's always the other way it's like oh it's gonna be the coldest winter in history it's always about winter but this winter we never get any good springs
1: this winter wasn't even that bad the last like month was like rough the the, the snowstorms. no the wind i would say before that, it was a few snowstorms for like a week, yeah, 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 and then yeah. and then the wind the wind was tough. Wow, that's when it was like cold. cold. Wow, 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 wow. It was rough. Yeah. It was rough. Yeah,
0: but we're here. I mean, uh, wind, snow, sleet, rain. The Raptors are still losing games, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, what is that? Eight in a row now. Eight um, in a row. Eight so in things aren't looking too too bright up in the north. Uh, we got a packed episode ahead because. It is the week of the trade deadline. Yeah. Uh, So we are going to talk about what we know so far, and it is Monday night. So don't knock us and say, hey, you didn't talk about this. Yeah. Because notoriously, the second we finish every episode. Something big goes Kevin Durant signs a new deal, and it's like, oh, my gosh. Of course, it's the biggest news in the NBA, and it just happened after we recorded the epi. But rough times continue in Toronto. Uh, The good thing is the team is back. Uh, the team has played a couple teams now as a full team, a couple games now as a full team. But we're still not finding ways to win games. Uh, first game against Utah with no. the full team back. I know there was a, a Pistons game before yeah. that. So let's start with that. Let's game start with and the then Pistons then We'll game. get into the Utah
1: game after. Yeah. Pistons game. The Raptors felt the Pistons 116-112. And it just seems. And that like, final
0: score, by the way, is not reflective of how the game went. No,
1: the yeah. Raptors love doing this things. Lo- loves doing this thing to fans, where they come back in the last five minutes, and you know, just to play with you and play with your play emotions spread, a little bit. Playing the spread, but a, a lot of glaring issues, you know, were you know going on during this three game stretch, in on, as well during this eight game stretch. Um, in this case, the Raptors a lot of times defensively allowing guys who are not necessarily known to be killers or known to, to put up buckets to put up buckets against them shout out to Sadiq Bey 28 points and 12 rebounds rookie rookie 20, I think he's turning 21 this month or something like that he absolutely lit the Raptors up and it was to the point where the Raptors ran the box in one and he was the one <laughs> he was the Fred Van Vliet was chasing him all over the court that's embarrassing he was the, that was very embarrassing he was the one Um, and, 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 you know, a little silver lining uh, for this game, shout out to Norman Powell dropped a career high 43 points. Um, Norman Powell has absolutely been killing it. We'll talk about that, uh, later on, but something about the, the, a little quick, you know, I never, I'm someone to someone to focus on the numbers and look at the numbers. And I always like to just watch and judge based off of watching, but the Raptors defense is very deceiving when you look at the numbers and when you look at them actually playing defense. defense. They were, they were plus 11, or I guess want, however, you want, however you want to look at it, they, they forced 11 more turnovers than they had given up okay. against the Pistons. When you look at that, active hands, everyone's you know in passing lanes, everyone's tipping the ball, everyone's playing defense. But then you look at it, Raptors were out-rebounded, out-rebounded by 24 rebounds. 24 <laughs> rebounds by the Pistons. Who on the Pistons has the ability to rebound that well? No one really comes to mind when you really think about it. Plumlee, Plumlee is the only one. Plumlee is the only one. And really, like, you, if you, you, he, he'll get his. Maybe he'll get 10 or 11 and 12. But as a collective effort, the Raptors have had a really difficult time being able to rebound the ball. You look at second chance points, minus six on second chance points. And then the Raptors gave up 41% from three and 51% overall shooting uh, for, for the Pistons. So the defense... Sorry, just to interrupt you... The the Detroit Pistons are 25th in the league in rebounding. So there you go. There's no excuse why you're minus 24 on rebounds. You know, I get it. You're playing small. You're playing with... Nobody was playing that game too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, the, I think OG was the only one still out for that game. Pascal was back. Freddie was back. Fair enough, fair enough. Norma's playing. Um, obviously, Kyle is playing. But you, you just look at those numbers and you're like, okay, you're doing part of your job here where you're getting in passing lanes you're 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 getting in front of your man but what's really killing the raptors is they're giving up wide open shots they're giving up easy looks to the to their second opponents second chance points second chance points they're giving those up so the raptors aren't really playing full possessions not only that i get it's been difficult to work every back everybody back in and it really shows when your opponent your opposing team is getting wide open shots because there's misreads misswitches miscommunication uh, by the team, so that that Detroit game was, I was expecting a a revenge game of of sorts for that. that especially against Casey. Especially against Casey, number one, they they just kind of beat you before the um, the All Star break. So you're supposed to come out and you're supposed to show up. You're supposed to you know have a little fire under you. And they came out just flat, flat, <laughs> no energy, and it just seems like they didn't want it. So is it a, so for the Pistons game? It was a very disappointing effort. I get it. They The last five or, or seven minutes, they kind of start to turn it on a little bit. But In classic Raptors fashion. I think the Raptors are realizing that they can't just turn it on anymore and win games. That's not how the season is going to go. Mm-hmm. They need to get ahead from the start and stay ahead all all throughout the whole game. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Watching Raptors games has become increasingly frustrating. Because Stressful.
0: Stressful. Every year, we know that they're a bad defensive rebounding team. We yeah. know it. But this year... It's way worse on all levels, and I get it. You lose Marcus, all you lose Serge Ibaka, plug in Aaron Baines, Chris Boucher, and a plethora of other guys. Mm-hmm. We don't really have big guys. We have a lot of, like even our backup center is a slender guy, Chris Boucher. He's not a strong guy. A he gets huge, bodied. He gets thrown around. He gets bullied. Yeah. Um. He holds his own offensively. Shout out to I me. Mean, he gets his blocks numbers, but that's yeah. also another thing that's deceiving is Chris Boucher's block numbers. Because yep. they are a lot, and he does get a lot of blocks. But how many times is Chris Boucher going to give up an offensive rebound because he can't box out? Or how many times is he going to foul a three-point shooter, put him at the line for three? Or how many times <laughs> is he going to give up the offensive rebound then foul the big man, give up either an and one or another set of free throws? It's just it's frustrating, and we're asking him to do something that he's not here to do. Yeah. He's not the center to play defense, but he has to, unfortunately. And, and it, second chance points are killing the a, team.
1: Another thing that's deceiving is that how many of his blocks are really at the rim? A lot of his blocks are at the, on the perimeter, blocking three point shots, he's blocking best in the jump at shooters. That. Yeah. He's the best in the league at that. But at the rim, the Raptors have a huge deficiency in being able to protect the ping, being able to protect the rim. Guys are getting stuff easy yeah. and when they're getting it easy inside, they're going to get it easy outside as well. So it, that, that Detroit game was a very, very frustrating game. The Raptors shot 30% from three and almost half of their mm-hmm. shots were from three. So when you're giving up 50% overall and you're shooting three point uh you're shooting 30% from 3 and half of your shots are coming from three it's mm-hmm. just not going to work out for you. Yeah. So they they've really been living and dying by that three this year and it's it's shown. It's really shown. Yeah, absolutely. They're actually dead last in rebounding
0: in the league 30th. Uh they're 10th in the league in three point percentage, which isn't bad, but they're top three in attempts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're definitely launching that thing.
1: Yeah, they have <laughs> made a huge <laughs> But they're converting to
0: do at 38%. It. So I, I ultimately I can't knock it but The fact that the offense just isn't working or the defense just isn't – whatever is happening is not working Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We need to tighten up on the – the rebounding is like the number one thing, I think, at this point. You're just killing yourself. How many times are you going to grind it out and close out and and get there? And then you're going to give up a long rebound on a three, and then you get an open layup or another open three out of it.
1: It, It's not just the rebounding. It's also the the perimeter defense is just not there. And part of that – why I think it's not there is the Raptors have been forced to play a lot, a lot of zone this year, and that's because they're not only undersized at the, not only undersized at the five, but you're undersized at the two, at the three, depending on the who one. you have. <laughs> well, the one, you know, if you have a six foot point guard, you can, you can make. Do we with have them. both 6, point, six <laughs> foot point guards on <laughs> the team. Kyle and, and Kyle and Freddie are defensively, they're they're fairly sound usually. So you give up a, you you have a six foot point guard, not a big deal, but it's your wing positions that are small. Your four is also small. So a lot of times the Raptors are forced to go small ball five with Pascal at the five and it's like the perimeter defense. You're forced to play a zone defense. The the teams are just moving the ball around, getting things inside, getting it outside, kicking it out, and they're getting wide open shots and the rotations just haven't been there. Yeah. And it's only we can only say fatigue so many times. You know, the the Raptors broadcast every game, now you're starting to see fatigue. Now you're starting to see fatigue in the third and of the fourth quarter. But it's like hey, like everyone's playing everyone's getting these minutes the the guys who are out for a while you've been out for a while i get it you've been out you know some of them might have had covid some of them might not might have not and you haven't been running you haven't been exercising you haven't been you know training like you usually do but you it's it's we're well you know in the season it's you can't believe it on fatigue anymore me,
0: it was frustrating me is when leo talked about fatigue in the utah game it's like utah's coming off a back-to-back yeah we didn't play last night yeah how are you even uttering the words fatigue right or the word fatigue mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make any sense to me and then the utah game to my surprise they did a pretty decent job
1: against rudy gobert they, very surprised about that. you know what i'm very I mean? very surprised they got about killed
0: that. by i believe joe ingles had a pretty decent a great night. game but i mean joe jordan ingles jordan was the, clarkson
1: was was not missing he was been like the look, all season
0: that, and that's the thing that's a tough thing about it is you can't knock them because they lost to utah utah is the best team in the league Record-wise, it was mm. a close game. It was a two-point game, and that one wasn't a deceptive, a deceptive score. They were actually close the whole time. Yeah, uh, they played their their butts off. But that game, they showed the ability to be able to hold back the best defensive center, the probably the biggest guy in the league. Yeah,
1: yeah, other, yeah. But yeah. then you Roughly get out
0: rebounded by twenty-five against Miles Plumley and yeah. and the Detroit Pistons or Mason, whatever. I never know his name. Well,
1: I mean, the the Raptors were out rebounded by sixteen. In that jazz game yeah so, and then
0: that cleveland like i rebounded but exactly by 20.
1: so it's you know i mean the raptors didn't perform poorly i would say against the jazz i think you know they're shooting they were shooting 40 from three and from the field they can't get any they shot well can't that. get any better than that um that game a lot of it came down to the free throw discrepancy and that 41 was a, to 14. that man. was a huge free throw discrepancy now i understand we may be a little bit biased from a Raptors fan perspective saying, you know, we don't, uh, the, the jazz got a bunch of calls that maybe shouldn't have gone the way and you know what? Sure. But a lot of it also comes down to how many times are you fouling people down low? How many are you moving your feet? How many times are you reaching in? And the Raptors have been one of the worst fouling teams all season. So the discrepancy I get is is, is wildly large and it shouldn't have been that large, but, the Raptors this season have been a, 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 a you know a, a, a high volume fouling team. They're, their la-
0: they're dead last in the league in fouls given up. Exactly, twenty two a game.
1: So there you go. So how much can you blame on the refs? I get it. The, the refs did a lot, but I mean, if you take out maybe ten free throws, thirty, you, you go thirty to fourteen. The foul, the, the Raptors still fouled enough to give them thirty free throws. You know what I mean? It, it's it, it's a they're lot also fifteenth in free throws attempted, which is not. The poor, worst. not the worst, we're right it's in the middle, middle of, right in right the right middle. In middle of the pack. And right.
0: look, another thing I want to bring up, because I understand the frustration when you're watching a game and you see the free throw numbers, 41 to 14. Hmm. But I feel like it's the same fans complaining about the Raptors shooting more than 50 percent of their offense from the three point line. Yeah. That are saying we're getting robbed by the refs. You're, you're not, if you're not driving it in, if you're not all. going to the basket, if you're not going up strong. Yep. Even when you do go up strong, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. That's just common basketball. Anyone Mm -hmm. who's played, you don't even need to play competitive. Anyone who's just played in the playground, look up any, you just get any refereed game you've ever participated in. If a referee is watching a game and all you do is launch three, launch three, launch three, open layup, launch three, you're never going up strong. So when you do go up strong, you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt. So that's one thing. Another thing is just the numbers. You're not going in. You're not going to shoot. Like, how many times are you going to follow a three-point shooter? Not many. Not many times. Not many so times. when you shoot more than 50% of your shots from three, you're not going to go to the free throw line. And yeah. on the flip side, when you're giving up way more possessions to the other team and your defense has to figure out where am I going now because I thought I was supposed to go on offense. Now I got to figure out, get back to my spot. You're going to give up fouls. Yeah. That's just the reality. You're undersized at the five. You're going to give up fouls. This is just all a testament to the way the team is constructed and what we've been saying all season. It's not a surprise. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating. It's annoying as hell. And absolutely, you're right. Touch fouls have happened. It's Donovan Mitchell. It's not no scrub in the league. It's exactly. Donovan Mitchell. It's Rudy yeah. Gobert. They're going to get these calls. But you just got to put your head down and be aggressive. It feels like Pascal, his aggressiveness is completely gone. He's just going to shoot or floater At this point, I haven't seen much aggressiveness from Pascal. His offensive game hasn't been too, too bad. Uh, I feel like he he scores in spurts. I feel like he'll give you like a 15-point third quarter. Yeah. And then three points in each other quarter. Oh, my gosh. He had 24 points on the game. That's really good. Yeah. It's like, ah, uh, eh. That's
1: what I was When did saying, they come? Well, when when I, did they happen? When I was looking at looking, taking a look at the box score, you see Pascal led the team in scoring at 27 points. But he did not have an efficient night. He's invisible. Night. He, ha- he did not have an efficient night shooting. And Pascal's game now especially with the with the rudy gobert matchup you're not going to get any buckets inside against rudy gobert given the size difference so for, for so to, to have a guy your main guy his offense is limited depending on matchup is it gets very tough for the team so pascal led with 27 points uh five other raptors were in the mid tens so you know pretty balanced scoring all around uh pascal fred kyle Ka- lowry had nine nine eight assists respectively so they're creating the plays they're creating the offense for the team what really and, and the trend continues from the from the Pistons game, lack of bench and lack of defense. Raptors were plus three or forced three more turnovers than the, than the than they gave up against the Jazz, but minus twelve in second chance points. I rebounded by sixteen. You, you 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 let them you give up forty one free throws. Your defense is poor, and when your defense is poor, you're not gonna win many games. It's gonna be unless you have a team like Brooklyn where you can put the ball in the bucket very easily. You are not going to win many games with Defense, it's just not going to happen. At what
0: point do we say like the sample size is enough and the the verdict is in on Pascal Siakam? Because at this point we've seen Bubble Pascal, yeah, we've seen all this season Pascal, Mm -hmm. but it seems like and I don't want I don't mean to say we should all gang up and turn against our guy. No, but it seems like it's give him a chance, give him a chance. Don't give up on the guy. Don't give up. I get it, but. When you come in game in and game out and you show no differences, mm-hmm. game in and game out, you show no adjustments mm-hmm. to how defenses play you, your shot isn't getting better. You are absolutely lost your three point shot. Yeah. Like even wide open shots now, it's like, eh, man. He made, a name he, he made a name he
1: made a name he made a name for himself off the corner three and it's I'm gone. I'm telling you, at this point gone. when
0: Pascal shoots the three, as a fan I'm watching, I'm like, yeah, it's yeah. You you
1: don't know. If you, like, you're not ah, sure about it.
0: You know, like uh, I don't know about that one. And it goes, and you're like, ah, I don't know if I want to see that one happen again.
1: I, I'm okay. I'm personally okay with Pascal getting his reps in and developing into a star player or a franchise player or a leading player offensively, whatever it may be. A lot of people are more harsh about that. I'm because com- he's getting paid like he's already developed. Right, right. I agree with that. And that just might have been. You know, I'm not expecting. T- I'm not expecting to see improvements game to game in terms of his from game to game in terms of his game and what he can do because to be able to improve your shooting your you know um your your ability to play make it's tough to do during the season that's something you got to you know take it with you for the summer take it take it back work on it and then you come back improved the issue is that he didn't improve after the bubble and during that that, that time span where they had time off and then we're relying on him. The Raptors are relying on him like he has improved or like he is that guy. The problem, that the thing that I do have a problem with is I'm not exactly sure that the Raptors should keep going. And Nick Nurse, I'm very surprised that, should keep going to Pascal for, game for winning game-winning shots. shots. And that's what happened in this case. He had the ability to, to get to the game-tying three. And it was in and out. looked great. It was a great look. But you're down three. I'm not exactly sure that pascal on an off night is the person that you want to get a shot for in, yeah. you know so that one could be situational because there's been times where pascal's been able to get to the rim um for for a game winning shot or a game winning layup we also don't know who
0: the play was run for like right. it could have been run for another guy that right. got blocked off right yeah
1: so but th- that that also just stems back to nurse like what are the what are these late game plays you're making out are the four i thought that was a good play though given what they had and the time I, don't, I mean, out of the
0: four, it was the exact play from Boston. Out of game the seven. four Pascal games, game three, it was the exact three.
1: It was the exact play. You're right. Out of the four Pascal game winning attempts, I was impressed by only one of the plays that Nick Nurse drew up, and that was the open layup at the at the rim. That was the only play where I'm like, man, if that went in, Nick Nurse would have been like praised. Like that was a great play, mm. great, ama- you know, drawn up amazingly. But in this case, I just like shook my head. I'm like, you know what? You're right. We don't know what the who the play was drawn up for, but. For it to end in a Pascal three, I just think it should have been... You you have three good three-point shooters. You have Kyle Lowry, Fred Vliet, and Norm. Whether they can create a shot for themselves or you can create a shot for them, those are the mm-hmm. guys in this situation where I thought, uh, we're going to go with these guys. I'm going to go with one of the three. Um, Norm has been killing it all season. He's hot. Maybe try him for a game winner um, and see what he can do. You know, Increase his trade value a little bit. Who knows about that one? But... I was just disappointed to see that it ended up being a Pascal three on an off night for Pascal, when there's other great shooters every on the team. Part of the I know it was a tough so shot. Tough. It was it was a tough shot to swallow. It for was sure. painful,
0: absolutely. Mm. And the thing is, they had the lead, uh, and they were they were up five with a minute and a bit left, yeah. and Donovan went on. 5-0 run himself, I think 7-0 run by himself to end up sealing that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, f- a bunch of free throws there. It was the free just throws were the killers. They were the killers. Um, after that game, Nick Nurse came out and said, I'm going to keep it a tight rotation, eight guys, and my additional guys are going to be Malachi Flynn and Paul Watson Jr. And immediately the game later that day, uh, he ended up
1: going with, uh, who did men he play? <laughs> Ten-men rotation. He <laughs> played he? those two guys. He tried them out first, and then he played, played Stanley. everybody else. He played Stanley. He played Stanley, by the way,
0: and Stanley led the comeback. Not led, but he, he was helped. there defensively in he the helped. comeback. Defensively, he helped against. And you Cavs. know who wasn't
1: on the court for the comeback? Pascal. And he, I think, he got benched that whole fourth queue, which is very, very interesting to see. Um, but he played Stanley. He also played Pat McCall. He played Pat McCall. He Sorry, played to, some good minutes too. I was shocked that it took Nurse that long to get Pat McCall into the game because usually he, I don't know what he has. He has a thing for Pat McCall, but he gives him. A plethora of chances yeah um he's a champion my uh, three times three times over but my question Knick, is knack, Patty, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> my question is yo what did benbury do to get the matt thomas treatment like benbury's a sound guy sound defensive guy can create plays can he can hoop he can help your team out so i was kind of very and he did help the team out by I, the way during the time where all the guys were out he helped a lot so i was very shocked to see nick nurse you know really just bench him for the last two games you know especially when colin sexton was
0: cooking it like you didn't think once to just hey let's throw Bembry in there and run a box one on sexton
1: one thing about one thing about sexton and the raptors that like listen that so embarrassing <laughs> i get you get into a fight you get into a little kerfuffle or whatever you want to call it with uh it was, it was freddie and norm but when you come out of that in that second half you cannot let this dude cook you can't let him. You see his in. face the whole time. He that he, that's his face. That the, they, they call him what? Young Bull. That's his face. You know, there's that one video of him in Summer League where he's guarding um Josh Hart. It was like two 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 years ago, three years ago, and he's guarding him, and he's just like hold, like he's like in a stance and just like like, like a, going Super Saiyan, you like know, know what I mean? Rugby players in the pregames. Yeah, and I'm like, you can see in his eyes that he wants it, and he was he had 36 and seven, 36. You you get into a scrap over something. He says, "Fine, defend yourself." but don't let him come out in the second half and eat. You know what I mean? That's something that was really really bad. Um in terms of the scoring output, you know, Fred Van Vliet, Norm, Kalo OG all put up numbers, 23, 18, 18, 17. They put up well-balanced numbers, no defense. No defense. And shout out to d Wade. And that was the, the Dean Wade <laughs> Dean Wade had a night
0: too, right? So You know how do you know how like do you know the feeling of when you check the score app and it's like D Wade from yeah. Cleveland is killing it? And you're like, what? <laughs> D, we check in and it's of all people, Dean, Dean Wade. Wade. Can we put a picture up of Dean Wade? Like, yeah, right, let's a picture right, of Dean Wade. Right He's literally there.
1: Chandler Parsons light, by the way. It literally looks just like Chandler <laughs> Parsons. It's unreal. But when you look at it, listen, Dean man. Wade, I'm going to stick with the same numbers I was giving you before for the other games, and it's been the trend this, you know, you know, the, during this span. Raptors are minus 17 on, on rebounds uh 26 to 19 on, um in in fouls so obviously committing more fouls gave up 52% from 3 52 they shot lower from the field in general you know 52% from 3 at 51% from the field and then they shot 33% from 3 and then overall 46% from the field so like just the the numbers and the defensive effort just don't work right no. that you're you're the perimeter defense and the inside defense and the inside presence on the offensive end all need to be addressed let me ask you a question
0: do you think that their defense is as bad as it is because now that norm is starting he's pure buckets no defense
1: i don't think he's no defense i don't i don't i i I don't think from watching norm play i don't think his defense in particular has been the downside um i just think it's the team defense and they just haven't been able to play together it's it's looked awful a lot of the defenses that nick nurse is throwing out there are zone defenses they're team defenses they're not specific man-to-man defenses because we the raptors can't match up man-to-man it's impossible at the size so it's just team defense in general team rebounding is not there especially when you play a zone you're susceptible to giving up a lot of rebounds um and during this eight-game losing streak, the Raptors are, po- are bottom 10 defensively. I'm sorry. The Raptors are currently bottom 10 defensively. They're 29th during this eight-game losing streak. And that yeah, just no goes to show played. there's no defense being played or it's just a lack of communication. It lo- it, when you're watching it, it looks like they're not on the same page. It just Yesterday, looks like
0: it. You know what? Yesterday was the first time I've, I'd seen our guys chippy with each other. Yeah, there was a play where
1: Norm lost it, was, it. it was on the fast the break. One. Norm yeah. had
0: dribbled it out, and Pascal kind of like threw his hands up, got pissed, and Norm looked at him like, "Yeah, I lost the ball. Relax." What do you want? What do you want from me? Which is you know, a tough play. And, and I get it, but I personally have never seen our guys do that, and that kind of concerned me a little bit because what's going on in the locker room? If this is happening on the floor and they're losing, this team is not used to losing, mind nope. you. Nope. These guys have been winning games for the last seven, eight years. Pascal, Fred have they've only never, been in a winning situation. They've never lost. So they don't. And and Fred's coming from thirty five in Wichita State. So he doesn't know how to lose yeah. very well. Yeah. So right now, obviously being put in a position that's not normal for any of these guys. And on top of that, I'm sure that Pascal knows he's underperforming. Yeah. I'm sure he knows that the spotlight is on him and he's not coming through. Um and it's getting a little bit uh it's getting a little bit rough, I'm not mm-hmm. gonna lie to you. Um trade rumors are, are going off swirling. And that was kind of I was thinking about that yesterday when I saw that interaction because a lot of teams now are interested in Norm. Yes. A lot of contenders woke up and they're like, wow. There's a ball. guy in Toronto that can ball that can really help us. Yeah. Uh, I know there's a handful of teams that were tied to him.
1: Atlanta. Dallas. Uh, Dallas. Timberwolves. Uh, the Knicks actually were also tied to him. I know you, you off-air, you told me. Yeah, I thought that that would be a very, um, very exciting one. But I'm glad in a way because Norm's trade value right now is... Un, is, it's, is it's, it's the un, highest it'll it's ever be. A, Ever, right? So... For the, I'm glad that the Raptors are also. There's also been reports about the Raptors saying they might move Norm. That means, listen, the, Ra- the organization, the, the the front office is actually active. They're actually doing things. They're not going to just take a stand and just, or just you wait know, it out. Just wait it out and let Norm walk or whatever. The right decision is honestly to trade Norm because the Raptors can't afford it. As much as like you know, Raptors fans love 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 Norm. We love Norm. He's been performing great all season. It just this is how it is. We. They cannot afford fifteen to twenty million next year. Yeah. So because we well, looked pieces. up
0: his age, right? So he's going to be twenty-eight this summer. He's going to command a four-year deal.
1: Yep. And I just don't know. At twenty-eight
0: years old, how many of those four years can you play at this level?
1: No, I no, I I don't I don't because he hasn't I, really. I, I, this I disagree. Is, this is like
0: second season playing well.
1: I disagree with that. I don't think. I mean, out of those four years, I think he can go through the whole four years playing oh at this my level. God. Yes. 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 It's a prime contract. Twenty-eight to thirty-two. You're priming. You're priming. There's no doubt. There's why? no doubt. It also depends on the situation on where he goes, but he can play like this for another four years. Nah. Absolutely, absolutely, he can play like this for another four It'll years. It'll be interesting, but there and are that's he's why on, his on a losing value.
0: team right now. He's the only guy that hasn't gotten COVID. Thank God. Thank God. Oof. But he's just getting a lot of minutes on a crappy team right
1: now. No, but I, I, he's efficient. He's not. He's not. He shooting he's important. He's no, definitely no, no. a bucket. You're, you're telling. You're telling me he's getting run. He's getting a lot of touches. Absolutely, but. When he gets the ball, he's doing something with it, and he yeah, can he's, he's a bucket. And you can I do I don't that think with every other team. If you're gonna, I get, think
0: he's a deceptive bucket. I think he's a contract I, year bucket. Oh, that
1: that that will be interesting. It, I it, do could it. Could be a it, contract man. year bucket. We've seen
0: this isn't the first. We've had Norm for what seven years now. We but know Norman Powell.
1: His opportunity this year has been unlike any other, though. Immense, and absolutely. And that's sometimes that's sometimes what it takes. Sometimes it takes opportunity. Who knows? He goes to a team like the Kings. I don't know, but they goes to a team like the Kings, and there's like all Buddy the opportunity buckets. No, but no, stop. No, no, like no, no, Harrison no, no, no. Barnes buckets. Do, do not compare. If you do not have Buddy Heald in fantasy, do not bring up his name. Because not Buddy does not shoot well and does not shoot at the, at the rate that but Norm think Powell does. pre-contract Buddy Heald. He was decent. He was good. He was this. He was good. He was good. I think Norm could do this at a lower volume for a championship contender and you know what you know what another what thing very you know attractive
0: another issue about norm is that i don't like personally mm-hmm. is the 43 rebounds the 43 points with the zero rebound zero assists, zero steals yeah like you yeah. have to do more in no. my
1: opinion you do in no. my opinion you no, have you don't, to at least, his, at
0: least give me three assists his
1: role though is not to do that stuff his role is to get a bucket he should be playing defense um his he's never had the role of making he's never had the role of getting other guys involved he's got to get himself going other people got to get him involved and that's been his role know. i'm not i'm not knocking the guy he's definitely having a great season i just don't think he's going to be a sustainable
0: four-year contract player yeah. i think he's i honestly got mad not, contract not, year vibes and he's going to get a four-year deal from someone it depends where he goes
1: i mean if he's not he's not going to get a four-year deal from a contender we know that because they're going to get him on a one-year rental. hey role. man
0: look the clippers gave two four-year deals last year to guys named marcus morris and Luke Kennard,
1: unless you can move them, I'm saying unless Anything you can move them, anything's possible. Anything's possible unless you can move them. But in, in terms of the contenders that I'm thinking about right now, they're they're money tight. You know, they just can't afford a a, a free agent norm. Like you look at Utah, they're money tight with they have they have Donovan Mitchell. They're gonna have Gobert, two hundred millies. You have the Lakers who are money tied in a bunch of guys because of clutch sports. Pay him. they gotta make some moves. They gotta make some moves. Him having him Actually, and Jamal, you know it, it would be tough. It, de-
0: it depends because I don't know. What, my, Michael Porter
1: is going to be coming up on an extension in, what, two years? Yeah.
0: So I don't know. So, that might not so
1: work. I don't think he'll end up signing with a contender uh, if he signs a fat deal. Um, I think contenders are looking at him right now and saying, this guy is someone that can come in, we can get a year out of him. A team like the Lakers can get a, a year out of him, uh, and, and, and they need some buckets. They need some help offensively other than LeBron and, and – um, and uh, sorry, and and AD, who are both injured now. So Mm -hmm. Schroeder hasn't been great as of late. He has been great in the past, though. Um, Kuz, he's up and down sometimes. He's averaging, what, 12 on the season. So to get a guy like Norm, I think a guy like Norm can really help out a contender like the Lakers. I would
0: love Kuz on the Raptors. We talked about that. Yeah, 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 you did. I kind of went off, and I don't think I – like, I'll say it on the show. I'm not, like, stuck to this. Yeah, but I was like, this is like James Harden buckets, where he like, no, he, he's the bench guy, <laughs> averaging like 15 a game, then he leaves and averages 50. But no, mate. I acknowledge that playmaking is a whole different world between yeah. James and. and You're Kuz. talking about just the scoring. Just the scoring. But I don't think uh, it can be he, a James Harden level. will never get to that no, level no, if you no. can't play make. Yeah. But I do think that he's being held back based on the situation that he's in. Yeah. And I think with our development and, mm. like I told you, the relationship he has already. Because mm. he went to college with Pirtle and uh, DeLon, DeLon Wright. Wright. Yeah. And he knows Fred and Pascal and all those guys through association. So there's a relationship there. He's an exciting player.
1: It could be a, a nice young core to build together by bringing in Kuz and oh, having beautifully on the and and what I what I like about the Kuz move if the Raptors somehow were to get Kuz size he's what yeah, six he's six, big, six, seven, six eight. he's got size you put him in a development program you, you preach defense to him he could be a great uh he could. you know um, starting, he, starting He's got a lot of team. raw
0: potential absolutely but another big thing is Kyle Lowry's been grouped in trades with Miami they really really want him they covet him is the word that they use. So Miami Heat are looking, and I think you showed me a KOC Kevin O'Connor rumor. Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer. Yes, yes. Uh, there was a tweet saying that uh, there was a potential Lowry for uh, Tyler Hero, a couple firsts, and so yeah, that, another it, name it, in there. But I can't really uh, remember. The
1: package was uh, the package was centered around obviously Lowry going to the Heat. Which, by the way, he has a great relationship with Jimmy Butler. So that would just that would click. be a fantastic. That fit. would be a great fit for the Heat. By they, the way. They would,
0: are missing a solid point guard. Like Goran Dragic is a good point guard, but you saw last year he old. went he's down older. the finals. He's older too. He's older I mean, too. Kyle's old too, but I
1: mean, but not as. I mean, uh, yeah, but not as old as as as. Dragic, uh, Dragic is, is, is playing. is a
0: really good bench point guard in my. He's like a Rondo. Like yeah,
1: hundred yeah. percent. There's nothing wrong with that like, at Lowry all. Like Lowry could he's, be he's, your he's,
0: starter, and I think that's fine. that would be a great
1: lineup because you don't need buckets. No, but the uh, the trade will be centered obviously Lowry and then Tyler Hero, uh, Precious Achua. Which would precious. love a big like a Precious, he, seeing what he's been doing this season and seeing what he did against the Raptors, would love a big like Precious. And then uh, I believe it was like two first rounders or whatever it was. I like the deal. I don't think it's a horrible I love deal. love the deal. I, it's, a, it's a great deal. Give you me can, all of Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero is a guy who can get buckets. Uh, I think he's a little Bro, bit bigger Tyler than Norm Hero as well.
0: Would be a fan favorite yeah. overnight. Yeah, he's just oh my,
1: he's a pure scorer, kind of like he Norm. would bridge
0: the gap between Leafs and and Raptors fans. <laughs> If you know, you know. <laughs> <If> you know. <laughs> <laughs> he would oh, bridge that yeah. gap heavy, oh, and he he's were, exciting, man. And he can he, get buckets. He makes faces at the camera. He's exciting, and not just that. And he's a guy who, who
1: you know what? He can close games, man. He's he's proven. That he and he's big on big shots. the age
0: scale, the exact
1: opposite of what a Kyle Lowry would be. Exactly, uh, exactly. So. still fresh. He hasn't had a great year too. I would say it's been a quiet year too. But he's improved his scoring. You 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 bring 15 in a game. You bring in a young guy like Tyler who can get buckets. You put him in our system. You put him in the Raptors development, you know, and you kind of just give him the ball and let him go. I, I think it could be a great deal for the Raptors. It could be a magical, Raptors, so, a magical experience. Um, I would
0: love meet some Tyler Hero. I would
1: love Tyler Hero. but um, and love then me some and, Precious Chua. Exactly. Putting him in, devel- in Raptors development would be great as well. So those were, you know, the rumors as of now, uh, what's been going on. Rashawn Holmes. Those the last one, right? Now, the last one is Rashawn Holmes from the Sacramento Kings. The Raptors have shown interest in him. I like that, man. Bro, 6'10", 235, putting up 14 and 8.6 rebounds a game. He's a dog shooting sixty four percent from the field. He fits so you the know. culture. He fits the culture. He f- he fits that inside presence, you know, gap that we don't have both offensively and defensively. If you can make him into an IQ big where he can pass like a surge can pass, he can play like a surge can pa- Can play. Hear me out. Hear me out. Here's the comp. Here's the player comp. Mm-hmm. He's beyond with hands. Uh, I, I think he was more of a Montrezl Harrell, but ooh, uh, that's, that's why he I meant, reminded me like For, the, me Raptors, of. for but the Raptors, yeah, for the Raptors, I'm saying sure, uh, but uh, well,
0: I just uh, want him to dunk everything. Beyond has no hands. negative top, hands, but negative I want, hands. I just want Rashawn to rip that
1: rim every time he goes up. But he's a quality guy that you could get and address your issues at the at, at the five spot. So um, if the Raptors could make that deal happen, I think that would be a, a, a very welcome deal by the by Raptors fans and by you know the uh, Raptors media, Raptors everybody Raptors. So. Um, this week, I want to say before we, we move on to the NBA, this week is going to be a very telling week for where the Raptors want to go, especially tonight. Tonight is going to, tonight is the is the game against Houston. Houston has lost 20 straight. Um, and the Raptors have lost eight straight. So this is a huge trap game for the Raptors. We were saying, I was telling you before back to back Houston is probably circling this on their calendar saying we can get a win here. Because this team has been struggling the last They're 15, eight games. The guy's probably like, career high tonight. Yeah, so it's a big trap, trap game. But in terms of the Raptors front office, in terms of what direction they want to go uh, with this team, this week is going to be a very telling week. So it's going to be an exciting week for sure. Absolutely. Let's move on to around
0: the league. We spent a good amount of time there on the Raptors. Yeah. Uh, but let's talk about what's going on around the league. Uh, there's a lot going on around the league. Let's start with the first and foremost. We put together a graphic last week after a very exciting Charlotte Lakers game. Uh, The two people that we put in the graphic are the current present superstar of the league and the future of the league in LaMelo Ball and Mm -hmm. LeBron James. Both have since been injured. LeBron James went down first with an ankle injury. Or bad luck, eh? Damn it. Yeah, I know. He went down with the ankle injury. And then the second one, I believe, was LaMelo Ball. He fractured his wrist. So he's going to be out for the season. The season, man. Uh, Let's talk about LaMelo Ball first because there's a lot of implications here. I think with LeBron too, but more so Mm -hmm. with LaMelo. Uh, with regards to the Rookie of the Year awards, because he essentially had it in the bag. It was his to lose. But right now, with, with the way Anthony Edwards has been producing in the last couple weeks, yep. with Lamelo potentially missing the whole season, that's, I think, it's going to sway over to Anthony. Ultimately, it's going to be games over um, the the impact in those games that he played. Because, yeah. like last year, a little bit of John Moran, Zion Williamson kind of thing. Um, I'm sad, personally. I think it's terrible for... The product of the league for sure it's terrible for charlotte yep uh there's a lot of things that
1: i'm sad about man we're getting robbed what do you think about this lamello your guy it sucks man it's it's this is a guy who he was leading every stat category amongst rookies clear rookie of the year deserves it the most and it sucks that something like an injury had to happen for him to basically like it's out of his control he doesn't get a chance to prove or continue proving why he is the rookie of the year I you know uh, I saw what's his name tweet DeAndre Russell tweeted uh, right when he heard the news about Lamelo he tweeted like a yawn face and uh, and um, tagged Anthony Edwards that's whack like because you're essentially giving this guy the award because the top runner is out of the race so as like as somebody like Anthony uh, Anthony Edwards I think. As long as he keeps doing what he's been doing the last few weeks, he's going to win the award, and that's the effect that an injury has on an award. It your availability matters, how 100%. much you play matters. Joel Embiid, if he were out for the season, uh with that knee injury, that would have mattered. He would have lost that even, MVP even think immediately. About it think about even right about, now, the two in weeks in the off. time
0: that he's missed, Damian Lillard has elevated his case for MVP, and
1: that's part of the game. that's injuries are part of the game, so. Unfortunately, um, I don't think Lamelo Ball is going to get the Rookie of the Year anymore. It sh- it will go to Anthony Edwards as long as he keeps putting up the numbers he's been putting up, and you know that's the effect the injuries have. Um, it's unfortunate, you know. Um, Lamelo def- definitely deserves it, and he's I love what he's done all season. Um, you know, get better, Lamelo, because you know year two hopefully is going to be even better, and you know. We'd we'll love Absolutely. to see him back in the court.
0: I was very excited to see some playoff Lomelo basketball. I know, I know. Think, I know. Uh, he, he turned things around in Charlotte. They're going to really miss him there. Mm-hmm. Devontae Graham's probably celebrating. He's going to get <laughs> his, his, his job back. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I think everyone in Charlotte's feeling a little bit down right now. Yeah. Um, Orlando Magic, Aaron Gordon, finally, 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 the request late, to trade. Uh, so he's uh, he's a low-key asset that I feel like not many people are thinking about. Yeah. Um, and I want to preface by saying... People thought Blake Griffin was washed in his first game. He had a dunk. I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying he's going to come back and average 20 and 10. But these guys are the masters of getting what they want, and they will withhold their talents, their physical ability, when they don't want to be in a certain situation. So I feel like Aaron Gordon – is one of those situations where you put him in a new situation. You put him in a winning culture, a winning organization. Refresh him a little bit because he's been there since he got drafted. Yep. And Orlando's is a black hole for losses. Like that's just what it is. Yeah. Lately, they they've made making the playoffs. The playoffs but first round, they're, they're coming in as the eighth seed, getting swept in the first round. Before that, they were really embarrassing. So yeah. it's not really the greatest situation to be in. I understand. So throwing him in a winning situation could turn things around. He's very athletic. Like we said, he's big. He's got the size. He can shoot. Mm. So man Aaron Gordon he, can be a really good piece to a couple of teams that I think um like uh, like you know you know who could use him? You could use Denver I think could yeah, use him. Yeah, absolutely. I like that Jeremy Grant role that they're missing so hard could be a great yeah. uh team for him. What do you what do you think about this? Well, he this?
1: requested part of his trade request was to be traded to a contender that has uh, that's a big market and has marketability uh for his own personal brand, which I'm like yo listen bro like just win Just first. go win bro just go play well first and then worry about marketing your
0: brand like like look Dame plays in Portland and he's the most marketable player in the league so Exactly. Like this is such a weak man. I'm so pissed you said that. Yeah, That's yeah. such a weak-minded like yeah.
1: request. Exactly. Exactly. Who are you? So for him, you know, Can you know honestly like, Who is this guy, We dude? uh we talked about this before um off air obviously, you know, even bringing him to the Raptors would be obviously this is despite the Kyle Lowry, Aaron Gordon beef. I'm not saying we bring him to the Raptors. I'm saying a guy, his size, his athletic ability, his talent would be a great fit for the Raptors. Just using it, you know, just him being able to play defense, him being able to be uh, a guy that can get you a bucket when he really wants to. Because we, we've seen flashes of him showing his offensive game when he really wants to play. So um, somebody as athletic as him being able to guard multiple positions would be. He does want to go to a, bigger market, a big market team um i said miami Whack. last week you didn't like that Whack. much um so you know who knows no, maybe man, he
0: seems like such a baby you think he'd last in miami you need to be cut from a different cloth in miami
1: who kn- i mean miami can change careers though you know what i mean like you never know yeah, yeah what but can you gotta want to the
0: change like dion waiters went in there and didn't work out yeah and
1: he got well he got shipped you know what i mean he, he got um, shipped for getting high off guns but, but whatever out of the trade rumors that like you know obviously ag was a big one i don't i haven't heard many movements outside of those guys um, it, it it's been a s- relatively slower deadline, NBA wise. It's gonna go off. I think it's gonna go off of- in a couple days. Obviously, we're you know we're three days a- uh, away from the trade deadline. It's been a very busy one for the Raptors. Um, the, the should Raptors be are, a busy should one. be a busy one for the Raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see what happens. No deals as of yet. I literally have Twitter open, looking through things ha- happening. Nothing happened yet. So. Um, it'll be something that we we yeah. go through later on, definitely.
0: Quick hitters before we get out of here, uh, and you can comment if you want. Rockets just make some history, become the eighth team ever in NBA
1: history to lose twenty or more. I feel bad for the coach. Row. I feel Silas. very bad for Coach Silas. This, I, 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 there's a meme, not a meme, but there's a picture going around. There's an interview going around of him just head down in the interview in the post game interviews he kind of just inherited a really crappy situation he grinded
0: 20 years to be a head coach he's been waiting
1: his whole life for this um so i'm hoping it turns around for them not tonight though let the raptors win one tonight and then next game do whatever you want um, there are
0: rumors of bringing aaron gordon to houston that would be a pretty big market team for him I that
1: think. would be a big market team for him that team is just kind of they don't know where they want to go with that team yet yeah like yeah.
0: what's the difference? where do you play him and christian wood Four, five, four, five? Three, four, five, 3
1: If you want to go big, three. I well, said we already three. said he can't play. The three. I, I you <laughs> said he can't play the three. I said he can. I think he can. You can go big at the three. Um, but you know, just you know, I feel bad for Salas. I hope it kind of turns around not tonight, but later on. I hope it turns around for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they start winning some games down there
0: for sure. Another one, Tobias Harris is carrying Philly now without Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this change people's perspective or how, your
1: perspective on his MVP case? No. No. On, on, on Joel Embiid's MB, MVP yeah. case, not at all. Uh, Joel Embiid has been the clear leader of this team, um, has been clearly leading them to wins. Uh, he's been great all season. Um, he's been a leader more this year. Mm-hmm. And you can tell by the way he's been playing, that he's been a, a, a great leader this season. So someone goes down, somebody else has to fill in the, fill in the roles. Mm-hmm. I've been surprised that they've been winning, uh, despite Joel Embiid being out. You guys laugh me off in the UN, what's his name? What's
0: that guy? Falco. Yeah, He guys laughed when I brought up Philly, and and
1: so I'm gonna I'm literally gonna say right now I'm like Doc has done a great job, fantastic, w- fantastic job with the Sixers. Looks like the translation w- from um, Tobias Harris in in Clipperland with Doc has translated to the Sixers. It's been great. We were wrong about that one. That's for sure.
0: Who's we? Um,
1: myself and Falco. Oh, yeah, relax, bro. Relax, relax. I'm giving you some credit relax. here. Sheesh. I didn't know Falco moved up to uh, Wii status. <laughs> well, you. Just, you just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just mentioned Falco. Bro, though. Toby's
0: uh, averaging better than 20 points a game this year. Yeah. 40% from three, he's 89 from the free throw, 56 from or 50 plus from two. He's having a great season. There's, 50, there's 40, no, 89, no
1: doubt about it. Yeah. Doc has figured it out for them, and it's been you know they're saying blow up. That team with Ben Simmons and and Joel, and he's he's figured it out, so he's done a great job there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And last thing is an honorable mention. I kind of brought it up earlier a little bit, but Blake Griffin made his Brooklyn Nets debut, got the standing O. They got the dub, and he got his first dunk of the season, so all is good in Brooklyn land. KD is kind of going off on Twitter today, replying to a lot of Steve Kerr, Bob Myers quotes. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of siding with KD on this, like the stuff I'm reading. There was no joy in winning the last championship with Kevin Durant. It <laughs> was like, oh, we <laughs> just did our job. Like, buddy, you don't ever win a champion. Like, how arrogant are you that you're sitting there saying winning the championship sounded like a chore? Yeah, yeah, are you yeah. kidding? Yeah, no, that was that's cool. whack. That's so whack. And That was and Bob MC, Myers for at Steve Kerr to come on and say what he said to like. What he says like winning? Oh, he enjoyed the fifteen and fifty season better than the last season with Kevin Durant. Yeah, because there was a lot to deal with, buddy. Get out of here, man it's it so petty like this is so petty
1: i don't even know why they comment on it it's we're what two it's or so three petty. years removed from it shout like out just to let Katie, go shout, Xanderas, out to, shout out to bg reach the showcase, blake i knew you were still athletic he doubted me but it's all right yeah Yo, and he do. took
0: off from outside the uh, it was
1: far bro that yeah. was a like he can he can still ball he only had two points that was i think it was only two points of the game um there's no expectation for him to produce a lot offensively i think he's gonna be a great addition to this team but to the, to the Nets team um and it's been it it's amazing to see how the nets continue to add offense and their defense has actually gotten better in their case it's just it's just been an effort thing for them to play defense and for them to get all on the same page um now that the defense is looking good now that their offense is looking good uh nba power rickens had the number one in the league um so Playoff, you know, Playoffs, not really around the corner, but you know we're, we're, we're closing in on the end of the season as we keep going. And I stand with my, my nets to the finals because I don't think there's a team that's going to be able to fi- to match their firepower. It's going to be very exciting. So the playoffs,
0: I think, are going to be very fun. I'm excited to see where the season goes. We're not going to say this is 100% official, but we might be doing a whole trade episode. Yeah, the trade away. I sense that there will be, yeah, the, the trade we're away. We're going to bring that yeah. back. Because uh, I sense that there will be a lot to discuss Absolutely. one way or another. So mm. uh, we'll keep keep your eyes open for that one. Mm. Keep your eyes open for any trade rumors. Uh, you know where to find us, YouTube, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, wherever you like uh, all the pictures and DM all the people. That's where you can find and, us. And this
1: episode is brought to you by BallasLife.com. Um, you know take a look at their their new podcast network they've got a bunch of different podcasts at yo every they got level. some crazy content they've I'm got not some really good you. stuff man they've got some really everyone knows they've got some really good stuff it's it's a, it's it, they're they're huge I,
0: like before this partnership i honestly thought that they were mainly in
1: high school high school man, yeah. hoops
0: but they're they got a lot of great nba content too yeah, so they're
1: doing it all so you know and take they just a look.
0: picked this up so they got even better so <laughs> i it is what it is but uh you're right this is brought to you guys by ball's life shout out to ball's life and I believe that that's that for episode 14 is the I get ready for game time.